Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening is right now. I'm sure you subscribe button. Hit that. Get notified when new content comes out throughout the season. Uh, get some stories like I'm going to tell you right now, and it's exclusive only for podcast subscribers. So, yes, you may see me on YouTube, maybe uh, going around on TV, depending where you live, but this is exclusive content only for you podcast subscribers. So I want to do a little story time. Um, trying to, you know, think back, you know, I did a lot of, you know, autograph stories lately. Uh, so I kind of want to do some little, uh, maybe, you know, unrelated type of uh, off the field story. So happened back in 2009, uh, it was in a league when the Yankees were uh, down in Florida to play the Marlins. Uh, I went down there for two games with my cousin and a little interesting thing happened down there. Uh, you know, kind of get into all that and just kind of set the stage because there was really a launching point right after um, that weekend series in Florida. Where the, that 2009 Yankee team really took off. So it's kind of, you know, what, seeing them kind of at a pivotal moment where they kind of saw the springboard and then uh, really started rolling on for the rest of the season. And, of course, that year, going to win their, uh, you know, tw- I guess 27th uh, World Championship, and they're still working on 28, uh, like, you know, 13 years later. So that's pretty sad. Anyway, so me and my cousin went down there. It was just me and him. Um, I believe my uncle picked me up, for, uh, both of us, early in the airport. Got on a JetBlue fl- flight, like, 6 in the morning. Uh, got down to Miami. I believe, I don't know if I took care of the whole hotel accommodations or maybe my, my uncle did since, you know, I was going down with my cousin. Uh, I believe I took care of the car rental. And uh, I guess my, my uncle got us some, like, a, looked like a, I think it was like a Holiday Inn, a um, little outside of Miami. Uh, so we get down there, get to the airport, pick up the car, we drive out there. And, you know, like, you think Miami, you're thinking like Miami Vice and like, you know, Will Smith and... Uh, Martin Lawrence and Bad Boys and Scarface and, you know, Party City with Miami and all that stuff. This, like, Holiday Inn was kind of, like, away from all that, so didn't really get to experience the fun side of Miami. I mean, we did visit South Beach. I mean, first went down there, uh, parked, you know, went, went into the water. It was, like, my first time seeing, like, turquoise blue water. It was, like, for me, it was such a bug out. And, you know, just being from New York, uh, you know, the water's always freezing. Even in the summer, you have to, like, take your body, like, 20 minutes to get used to the water. Down there, you, like, you just walk right in. So, to me, I was like, wow. I just never seen this. But even the, the palm tree, too. Uh, getting off the JetBlue f- flight and just seeing a palm tree out front of the airport. I was like, wow. Anyway, go to the hotel. So uh, the first game, the Friday night game, uh, it's at, I guess at that time they called it Pro Player Stadium. Remember that, that stadium where the Dolphins also played at? They changed that name a million times. But I think at the time it was Pro Player Stadium. Just this big dump, you know, kind of a dumpy place, uh, kind of lonely. But since the Yankees were in town, I guess like every transplant in New York you could think of was down there. I meant literally that first game, the Friday night game, was like all Yankee fans. Maybe like a very small handful of people had like Marlins stuff on. It was like all just dominated by Yankees and Yankee fans. And whether it was people like me that traveled or just New Yorkers that, you know, retired down there, uh, they're all down there. And you, I, you kind of see the ones that did retire down there because their the skin was like dark brown leather. You know, that's, I guess those are the ones that moved down there maybe like 20, you know, 20 years ago and they, uh, the skin got charred up pretty bad. So uh, the first game, I believe Pettit was on the mound. It was kind of an e- a laugher. I think the Yankees won the game, uh, like maybe ten to three or something like that. It was it was a bit of a blowout. I remember end of Pettit, Pettit started. Uh, they definitely won the first game. Melky Cabrera hit the home run. The second game though is where the story uh, unfolds. So the second game, a much bigger crowd because it was cowbell night. So the way the Yankees give out bobbleheads and these things. The Marlins decided to give out little mini cowbells that game, so it was a complete sell. And I would say a lot more Marlins fans. I would say, yeah, it was a lot of Yankee fans, but like the least the Marlins fans did show up a little bit more in that one. I would I would put it at maybe 60-40 Yankee fans, but still a significant amount of Marlins fans there. And of course, the cowbell. Every time a Yankee batter had two strikes on him, you know, ring the bell, ring the bell, ring the bell, ring the bell. 
So me and my cousin for this game was sitting in the upper deck, I would say, of the first base side. And in front of us, there was a row of people. Now, this is, this is the weird part. There was a row of people, all Yankee fans, except one who was a Met fan, and he had a Met jersey on, which is something I just don't understand. I mean, obviously, you, you don't know what his rooting interest is. Obviously, the Marlins and NL East competitor, but also, you know, as a, a Met fan, you kind of always want to see the Yankees lose and vice versa. So it's hard to see who he was there actually rooting for. Uh, but I guess he was a part of this group, and he's felt to go to the game with the jersey on. And again, I don't know why he would show up in a game that doesn't involve your team with the jersey. Like, for example, let's say if I'm going to a Boston game and Boston's playing Seattle, I'm not going to go there with, like, any Yankee paraphernalia. I'm just, you know, I'm off duty. I'm just there to watch the game, probably root for the Mariners, but that's it. I'm not going to wear anything. Same thing with, you know, if I got, happen to go to a Met Brave game, I'm not going to go in there rolling up with like, Yankee gear. It's just like, why? You know, it's just, I think it's a little antagonizing, but what a silly. So, obviously, the game's going on. Uh, it was a game the Yankees lost by, either they lost, like, you know, I would say 4-2, to 4-1. to one. They didn't score many runs that game um they were dominated uh but what would happen was i guess as the game was going on you know every time someone had two strikes it would ring the bell ring the bell whatever so with this particular meth fan it seemed like this girl next to him even though they knew each other she was sort of antagonizing him a little bit and she would just ring the bell right near his face just to like bother him a little bit bother him a little bit and i guess at he's had his reach uh, breaking point he grabbed the bell and just threw it towards the onto the field i don't think it hit the field but definitely went down to the main level so when over the, you know, off the upper deck, down into the main level, maybe hit someone in the head. I have no idea. But, you know, there were a couple of oohs and ahs in here. So the people that saw that, and were like, all right, it's kind of weird. I mean, whatever. I, then I would say about maybe 15 minutes later, I see, uh, you know, a brown shirt. I guess a Miami-Dade County, I don't know if it was a sheriff or a cop, but definitely a brown, you know, uniformed officer in a brown shirt come up, come out of the, guess the section entrance there and kind of look around. And then he was joined by another cop. Then other cops, like three or four cops, maybe two, like, uh, you know, a, a stadium security staff, all kind of looking around a little bit. And I guess somebody, you know, in, in the row in front of him or behind him, around him, definitely wasn't me. I didn't write the guy out. Pointed to say, hey, it was the Met fan. It was the Met fan. It was the Met fan. So they came to the row, asked the guy, hey, come with us. Met fan got up begrudgingly and just walked out with the cops and the security. And uh, whatever happened, happened to him. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know if it hit somebody or what what the deal was, but they did a pretty good job of finding out who it was. And kind of a weird area, man. I guess the man those cameras around. I didn't see where there would be a camera, but whatever. They figured out where the bell came from. So and it was a Met fan. And again, in a game that has nothing to do with him, you know, I guess see if his team was involved and you're passionate and you're pissed off that you know someone struck out and you get agitated. Okay, I can at least understand. Like, what does he care about the the Yankees and the Marlins? He's gonna be that invested in it and let. Someone bother him that he's going to, you know, grab the bell and throw it. So it didn't make any sense. Kind of stupid. And, uh, you know, whatever punishment he got, he got. So um, so that's really the story. Uh, you know, uh, the Yankees, again, lost that game. And I think the next game Sunday, uh, CC was on the mound. They lost that game as well, like 6-5 some. So it was a bad weekend for the Yankees. You know, lost two out of three uh, in that game. Uh, but now where the season got interesting is after that, because after they left there, the Yankees went up to Atlanta for a three-game set against the Braves. And they lost the opening game, like they got shut out. I mean, it was like four nothing. Because the team at the time, they were like maybe seven or eight games above five hundred. They weren't terrible, but just were kind of like damn, not really taken off. And like you know, you had a talented lineup. You know, A Rod wasn't there for the beginning of the two thousand nine season. If you remember, going to hear that uh, off season surgery on the hip, so he kind of missed a chunk of the start of the season. Then when A Rod joined the team eventually, and then after this Miami series when they went up to Atlanta, they lost that first game, had the players only meeting, and then after that. The team just took off. So anytime you know you want to check like the baseball almanac, go to the 2009 season with the Yankees. 
look for that weekend in, in June when they went to Atlanta. You'll see they lost the first game. And then after that, just look at, you know, let's say they won every game, but this, this, the rate of the win rate was much high. And then before you knew it, they were at like, you know, 25 games over 500 before you can blink. And it was really this, those couple of losses and against the Marlins and probably that opening day, that opening game loss against the Braves where the team was like, Hey, look, come on, we got to get things going here. Cause it's almost July. And, you know, what are we doing here? And then again, the team from that point took off and we're going to eventually become the 2009 uh, World Series champion. And of course, A-Rod had that uh, am- amazing postseason run where he kind of saved the team's bacon plenty of times uh, and, and had that. So uh, so that's the Cowbell story at Pearl Player Stadium, uh, Dumpy Stadium. Uh, but the only, I say the good part about the stadium it was the first time I had an arepa, a arepa if I'm pronouncing it correctly. So it's basically like two corn tortillas held together by a, uh, of Jack cheese in the middle. So yeah, that was pretty good. So they had a couple of beers. I guess that's the only good thing about that stadium. Other than that, it was kind of a dump and uh, kind of dumpy weekend because the Yankees lost two out of three. All they went to the two games, so one and one for me, and then back up to New York. Uh, so Section 420 Talking Yankees, hope you like the story. Uh, again, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and get some more stories throughout the season. Mm-hmm.